0: and rain, and other people from other churches help out. We went to China to teach English to a group of um, high school students. And then during the opportunity, we asked them to ask questions they may have. And the, the ones I just raised were some of the questions they asked. Many of these students grew up in the in school without God. In their school, they learned there's no God. The, the material world is only real world that there is. And evolution is how human beings came to be. Yet they heard from us and the other brothers and sisters there that God is love, that God loved them. It's confusing. It must be confusing. If all your life you grew up hearing that there's no God, that all religions are superstition, and then you hear from these people from Hong Kong or other places telling you God loves you, it must be confusing. So this Some of these questions were what they were asking. Besides showing them that we love them, which I hope we did, the brothers and sisters that were in the church in China, and those of us on the team from Hong Kong, I hope we showed them love. But how do we answer questions like this that reaches their heart and their minds? One girl that I was talking to told me that she wanted to join the Communist Party. When she grew up, she was in, I think, senior two, senior three. and it was grade 11, grade 12. So when she graduated from high school, she wanted to join the Communist Party. And she asked, Communist Party and Christianity, do they mix? I was in China, so I had to be a little bit careful. But at the same time, I helped her to see that, yeah, there may be some challenges there. I wish I had more time to share with her. It was a very brief encounter about light and darkness. The questions they asked weren't easy. Thankfully, I have a great team. So Jed and I, we, we held a question and answer uh, section and even in the evening of the second day. We tried to attempt to answer some of these questions. It was too short. We didn't have enough time. Plus, everybody was very tired after a long day. So I don't know how much um, they heard. But we do know, that God is faithful. Despite the fact that Jack and I, I'm sure we could have answered better. At least I know I could have answered better. But I know God is faithful. He will use the little offering we gave and we know the seed has been planted in those students. Those of us at Shirley's memorial service a few weeks ago were awestruck at how God used this godly woman. At least I was. I was sitting there In the back, wow, God was faithful in working through this wonderful woman. But some of us may think that, well, we really want to cross opportunity that surely seem to have. We surely seem to have opportunity everywhere. Maybe we don't. Maybe some of us think that we never had those chances. A few weeks ago, after spending a few days in Macau with my lovely wife and a well earned vacation, right? <laughs> uh, I had to go to Kaiping afterwards when I sent her back home by herself. Um, I think she's still letting me remember that. Um, <laughs> I decided to try out uh, China's Dictic rice chain. Dictic is like um, Uber, the Chinese version of Uber. And she, uh, Cindy was a bit concerned. She was saying, well, what if I got kidnapped? What if they harvest my organs? And I tell her, <laughs> nobody wants my organs. Uh, But she's still a little bit concerned, and I was trying to reassure her that that probably will be okay. I think I hope. And instead of worrying about those things, how about pray with me? That God will have opportunity for me to share with the driver. I mean, I'm stuck with him; he's stuck with me for that many hours. Why? And we pray, and I kept praying. And during that three-hour bus ride, we spent about two hours of it talking. Now notice, it was a conversation. It wasn't me preaching at him, and he's just falling asleep driving. But we were talking, He we were actually following up with questions. Isn't it amazing when you pray for God to give you opportunities? Yeah, actually he Actually, does. And that wasn't the only time. There were so many opportunities that when I was awake and listening, that I prayed for opportunities. And those will inevitably show up in one way or another. It may not be a conversation like that, it will be other things. God is faithful. If you allow yourself to be used for his service, he will open up opportunities for you. Opportunities that we may not even think about. Ways that we may not think. Now, he did not pray to accept God at the end of that ride. But, even one light stop from the hotel that he was taking me to, he was asking me to explain kind of like the meaning of life. Uh, and I had like 30 seconds. Well, I hope, I know God's Holy Spirit will continue to work on him. I have no doubt. Who will reap that harvest? I have no idea. It's not important. I look forward to seeing him one day. Now, going back to the earlier questions, perhaps some of you may say that, I don't worry about ISIS because it's not in Hong Kong. Or, I'm not a US citizen, so I don't care about the politics. Or even in Hong Kong, I'm a simple person, I just want to make a living, I don't care who the next chief executive is going to be. Or, I trusted God since childhood, and for me, the Bible said it, I believed it, and that settles it. Now, there's nothing wrong with that phrase. Or, lastly, how about nobody ever asked me those questions. I have faith, and that's good enough for me. I know I said most of those things I just said in different times of my life, different time of my journey with God. I know I said many of those. Okay, let's bring it even closer to home. What if your husband or wife said to you one day, let's be pragmatic. Hong Kong is a pragmatic city, right? Let's be pragmatic. Loving God and going to church is all nice and good. We should do that. But don't you love your son? He's under so much pressure. Pleasure? Pressure. Oh, (laughs) Pressure. With this exam, what's wrong with letting him skip church and youth group for a few months? But he needs to study. After all, God helps those who help themselves, right? Your colleague at work, whom you've been trying to share the gospel with, on and off, well, okay, mostly off, but God fed up with your religious- religiosity. He asked you to stop preaching at him After all, aren't all religions fundamentally the same and only superficially different? Your cousin with homosexual leanings accused you of being a hypocrite. You are homophobic. Why can't you accept his lifestyle and just be tolerant? Your best friend's loved one is dying of a terminal illness in hospital. He asks you, if your God is so great, why is my loved one dying of this horrible illness? And all you can tell me is Jesus loves me, this I know, and let's pray about this? I'm sorry, (laughs) that was a bit harsh. What can we say? Those are tough. (laughs) No easy ones, there's no easy answer. When faced with those situations, and no, again, I don't want to make a joke or play down those difficult situations. They're tough. I sat by my bedside, my my dad's hospital bedside when I was quite a bit younger. He was dying of cancer. I, I was a very young Christian back then. I didn't know what to say. Situation like that, sometimes we call the pastor. After all, the pastors are paid to do this, right? You know all the answers. Or maybe a trusted friend who seems to be a lot smaller than we are, a lot more spiritual mature than we are. Let's get him or her to come. Or more likely, many of us would just avoid the topic and just change change the subject. Yeah, there's no easy answer. But what if the situation, any one of the situation we I mentioned, and more, will we be able to engage with others on a meaningful basis? And often quote a phrase that was an adaptation of something that former US President Ronald Reagan said about freedom. Yes, Christianity is never more than one generation away from extinction. In other words, are we every single one of us here who call ourselves Christian, are we equipping the next generation? Are we showing them, are we ourselves first, and then the next generation? Are we showing them that this faith that we talk about is more than just talk? How often is our Christianity alive in front of those who are watching us? Is it only on Sunday and Wednesday night prayer meetings? How about the other five and a half days? The, how are children looking at us and say, yeah, he is a Christian, my parents are a Christian on Sunday? Or my students looking at me, well, my former students now, is Mr Yu a nice person in the school and then How how do we take on these tough questions of life? I mean, I only mention a few. I'm sure if I invite all of you to share, many of you share a lot more tougher ones. How are we engaging with this tough question? Do we actually believe that dead people don't stay dead? Take a second to think about that. Dead people do not stay dead because eternity is not only for the saved. Eternity is for every single person. The only difference is where do you spend it? Do we really believe that? That the people that we have encountered with will spend eternity? How do we pass on our faith with relevance? So that those who we have influence influence will claim their faith as their own. Not my father's faith, my teacher's faith, but their faith. In John 15, 14, Jesus said, You are my friends if you do what I command. We are commanded to make disciples. We are commanded to love the Lord our God with all our our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We are commanded to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. We are commanded by many things. Those are commands, not suggestions. They not do if you have free time to do so. We are his friends if we follow his commands. If we do not understand the times that surround us, how are we to engage meaningfully with those people around us? And how do we share with them this hope we have to tell them, to share with them, to live it out in front of them that this hope is not a blind superstition, It's not a blind faith that we believe in. How do we share with them? How do we live it out? God is alive. Now, we don't know much about that tribe in Ishikah. You know, back in 1 Chronicles 12.32, we don't know much about that tribe we, knew, we know that they, are, they were one of the 12 tribes. We knew that they had a the certain land that was given to them. Other than that, we, we know very little about it. But we do know, during that critical moment in time, in the history of Israel, they chose correctly. They made a mark in history. Are we seeking that type of understanding, you and I? Now. Don't get me wrong. I know that each of us is different, that each each one here has different gifts. Um, Pastor Stan was just sharing this morning about his singing. I echo that sentiment totally. I I, I share with the discipleship class that many, many, many years ago, when I was in college, I actually joined a singing worship team. I know that's kind of scary now. I quickly discovered that's not one of my gifts, <laughs> and I try other things. So there are many different gifts in here. So I'm not saying there's only one way to learn understanding. There's many different ways, and that we are not the same. We have different gifts and abilities. Some of us are prayer warriors. We spend time in front of God. We commune. We seek that understanding through our communion with God. Some of us. Maybe evangelists that actively engage the word, and take that word and share it with others. Some of us can talk about finances with those that are in the financial world, able to show them what a good steward you are, that you invest your funds for the glory of God. There's so many different ways, many ways that I, I don't, I cannot even name. Now, some of us may feel that we have no idea to start, no idea where to start. We wanted to, but Now may I introduce, may I introduce, may I introduce three classes? There. There's three disciples' classes that started this morning. Come and Follow by Mary Ann, I believe, and Purpose Driven Life by CH, and Shape by Pastor Stan. Those will help to equip you to take the word, to live out the word. Not good enough? Okay. There are other, many other resources. For example, our church subscribe to the Right Now Media. We pay for it. You all have logged in. If you don't, don't have it, you don't know how to do it, talk to one of the staff. We want to help you get it connected. That's the website. And RZIM, we have done many partnering with RZIM. We have speakers come in. We have attended the conference. Many many opportunities for training. Again, there are different things that fit different people. Some of you don't have the time to go to their courses. Right, right now, media has thousands of videos for you to watch and learn from in your own time. Now, as I am, some have some online classes. Some of you may have time to go to their summer institute or may, maybe their one year, OCA classes, whatever. And I'm sure there are many many more opportunities out there. When I first became a Christian 30-some years ago, I never thought I have opportunity to do this, to be able to speak in front of a church. Of course, some of you may wish I never had the opportunity, but I um, <clears throat> won't talk about that. I said no to God and to other people so many times. I can't do that. I can't stand in front of people. I'm so shy. Uh, Yet no one believed me that. Yes, there are things I cannot do. Singing is one of them. But there are many things that I was surprised how God can have used me in ways that I didn't think was possible. Not just by sitting at home, but opportunity God presented. And also, we just heard last week about this great organization that Mark is um, heading up in Hong Kong. The world needs a father. There's many opportunities out there many ways for you to serve, many ways for us to equip ourselves to serve. If you know of other ways, if you want to know more other ways, now, Pastor Stan, I'm sure you can spare a second or two to explain to people or to point people in the right direction. When the, Lord, when the day the Lord returns, I pray that we'll be able to say, Lord, We have taken what you have given and multiplied it. Some of us may have only one talent. Let's multiply it to get two. I know many of you have 10, dozen, 20, 30, 40 talents. Let's multiply it. Whatever it may be. It's not for my glory. It's not for your glory. It's not for the glory of AIC. Let's use whatever we have Let's understand the time, understand what, the life that we have and point it and give it all to God. How little we have, how, how much we have. I'm happy to say I'm done. That's the same. God has used King in amazing ways. And I'm thankful to Know him as a brother in Christ and serve alongside him here. I'm glad that he invites us to join God in what God is doing. And so I would just encourage you yes, I have a second. I have several hours if somebody wants to talk. Um, be in touch with us. Help us help you get involved in serving in God's kingdom. He has many great things that he's going to do, and we are his servants serving him in this place. Let's join together in this last song. You know, Uh, wow, that one's turned up hot. Good. It's okay, though. I'll just move it a little. Uh, Jesus doesn't ask us to be the sun because he's the light, but he does ask us to be the moon. We are the reflection of his perfection.